Welcome back to Have Emotions and Men. I'm Guy Williams, and this is episode five or six. I can't remember, but I'm here with my buddy today, Chance. Um, anyway, I'll just let him introduce himself. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, as Guy said, my name is Chance Simonton. Uh, I'm a clinical mental health counselor. Um, I, I'll take an opportunity to uh, kind of explain what that is. So uh, a little bit about myself. I'm originally from Colorado, uh, pretty much born and raised. Um, experienced some trauma as a child. Um, and some point through my undergraduate degree, uh, chose to go on to graduate school and picked uh the clinical mental health counseling degree. Um, and so after attaining that degree, which took about three years, um, moved to Utah and I now currently am a CMHC uh, in the state of Utah clinical mental health counselor. And I work specifically in uh, substance abuse, addiction, and trauma. Awesome. Thanks, dude. And um, so Chance and I were friends. We've known each other for, I think, just under a year at this point. He's currently uh, my roommate for another two days moving out to Vermont following, uh, uh, his girlfriend, she's a doctor. So you got to follow, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we don't make nearly enough money not to follow. <laughs> um, but it's been cool getting to know chance, um, and seeing how dedicated he is to his line of work. I mean, I've seen him on phone calls that with parents that are just distraught and I just don't think they get enough, um, What's the word I'm looking for? It's not money. Oh, well, I don't get enough. Money. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> uh, but recognition, I think, is what I'm going for, yeah. and appreciation. I appreciate um, that because you know he loves his work and he's helping people. And so here on the show, we just kind of go into experiences and just start talking. I I don't have a like I say I don't really have a formal schedule, um, but. Chance and I have we've gone into some of the emotional traumas we've both had, and it's just life's a shit show sometimes. I don't know if you want to start off with maybe something you've experienced or some traumatic event you've seen happen that you feel is fairly common and shouldn't be ignored or shouldn't be, I don't know. Sure. You know, I think when I originally had talked to you about you thinking about doing a podcast, I think you had, you had talked about one specific theme being um, male mental health. And that's quite an interesting topic to me. I don't know if that's something that you're interested in speaking yeah. about. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty fascinating one, right? So I think I first like to, when, when I am, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll take it from um, when I am a therapist for a male um, and, I, and I start there, I like to think about first, like who is the client? And a, a, a humongous part of who the client is, is their culture. Right, so humans are um, social learning creatures. We don't we don't come out of the womb knowing two plus two is four. And so no, I, I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I really need to take some time to understand the culture of um, the client, and in this case, we're looking at a male. And typically, I would say you know ninety. 95% of the time, right, the male that I see in my room is, is very Americanized, whether um, they, they've, I mean, typically they're just born in America, and we'll just go from that. Do you, so have you, I know you've worked in Utah for the yep. last 
year or so. Yeah. Have you worked in any other states or areas or yeah. Utah? That's a good question. Thank you. Because it might differ from where you are geographically. Utah. Super different. Yeah. yeah. So I spent some time in South Dakota and a large amount of South Dakota, which most people don't know, which really people should know. And it, it should be an issue on the front of people's minds is the, um, the Native American or the indigenous population in South Dakota. Um, and I did get the opportunity and the blessing to spend quite a bit of time um, both personally and professionally um, around that population, and that was a true gift to me um, on both of those um, in that dichotomy of, of the personal and professional. Um, so when I talk about culture, right, so if I'm, I'm meeting with an indigenous person, um, I'm not necessarily assuming that they um, have different values, right? So when we look at culture, we're talking about values and, and customs and stuff like that. Um, I'm not necessarily assuming that, but I, but I, I do need to be aware of that. Right. So in working with um, indigenous Americans, um, it, it is a different culture. Um, working here in Utah with non-indigenous Your generic, your yeah, generic. white male. Yeah. And, and not to say that we're generic, but... As a as a blanket, um, and then even yes. in Utah, a lot of the LDS Mormon culture probably plays effect too because it's so dense here. Super big, right? Yeah. Because um, one of the things about the Mormon population, um, or, or I guess more or less like the the Mormon um, religion itself, is that it is Old Testament. And so when you when you match that right, you have the Old Testament, and when you when you put that against modern culture, you have so much incongruence, right? So that is just inevitably going to amount in shame. Right. So because the Old Testament, you know, the Old Testament God is a very uh, strict and almost fierce God, not very accepting of anything necessarily is you, that what you're talking about you could take I, it that way okay. that's certainly a caution that i would look at yeah um so i think you know let's let's say for a female right. um a female in today's culture very much acceptable um and popular to wear yoga pants yeah well however i think it's acceptable <laughs> <laughs> however it is uh it's it's fairly against that old testament right like right. that is that would be considered risque in some some of the demographics. So that's that's a problem, right? Or let's say um, we hop into either one of our vehicles and turn on the radio, and it happens to be you know pop hits or whatever kind of popular culture is playing today. There's probably um, some messages of sex, drugs, of alcohol, drugs, yeah, alcohol, right. right? And so like it's encouraging these things, right? right. It's encouraging exploration, um, diversity you know, these types of things that are not fundamental to the Mormon church, right. in my opinion. Right. That is my opinion. And so um, I guess the and, problem... and my opinion is based in experience and right. evidence. In well, my opinion. I, I value your opinion, so I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. And uh, I agree with you for the most part on most things. Yeah. Um, but I guess the, the issue there is, obviously you're stating some facts that your opinion's based on, but the issue with that of having this cultural basis of belief that everybody's raised in, but then also have the different side is it creates shame is what you're exactly. Right. And, and, and there's a, there's a big misunderstanding of like, what is shame is what, it, and what is guilt? So shame is I am bad where guilt is. I did bad. Shame is incredibly, it's a terrible, almost disease that 
takes years off of people's lives. I mean, it, it is a true demon, um, if I if I can say so, uh, where it, it, it really kind of deteriorates the self-worth of an individual. Right, because um, it, it's, it's more about who you are, what who you I are, am. instead yeah. of just, oh, I, I did just, something. Yeah, I am sucky rather than, then oh, I wow. did something stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah Places exactly. Places the right. focus on you instead of the thing or the action. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So getting back to that, that main topic of how important it is, let's say that I have a male in the room, and I'm typically most of the time, most of the time, especially in, um, in the area of Utah that we're in now, um, I am meeting with someone who is Americanized. Right. And when you look at our culture, we're very much founded on individualism. Right. Um, like, which is, uh, you know, Western culture. Um, Western culture is very much this idea of pick yourself up by your bootstraps, rub some dirt on it. Right. Uh, which has its benefits in self-reliance, mm-hmm. but it has many disadvantages as far as, again, shame, um, and, and it really is not a true statement. Um, in my opinion, we, we don't get to where we are through pulling yourself up. We right. have help throughout the way, right. uh, which is like the idea of Eastern culture, right? Where it takes a, it takes village a village to, to raise, raise a, a child. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is so true, right? Yeah, dude. Having my two goodness. kids, like, I don't know how people could do it alone. Like, yeah, I have a dog. I need all the help. Yeah, I have, I have a, dog. a dog and I can't raise that thing by myself. <laughs> like. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And in and, and my own experience, I did not get to where I am um, by pulling myself up. I just didn't. Uh, you relied a lot on support <laughs> systems around you, right? So much. Yeah. So much. And continue to do so. I think, you know, as Americans, I think we do have an issue with that. It's hard right. to ask for help. And it's, sometimes it's, it's hard to right. accept help. Right. And that's not just like... Uh, I feel like that's fairly common, mm-hmm. you know, and it makes us feel like we're less of a human being when we need help or yeah. ask for help. Yeah. yeah, even even more so with males, right? The topic that we're, right. we're kind of trying to bring up. Um, this idea that when your child is crying who's a boy, it's not why are you crying, but stop crying. Yeah. You know, it, 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 and that, that message there, right? So when we look at language... Language is just not the linear idea of it. Um, it is the message behind it. Like, what are the words that you're saying, saying? Right. Um, and the message that you're saying to that kid at that point is, your emotions are not valid. And that gets, that just gets um, projected on and on and on. And so now we have, in my opinion, a real huge, huge, huge crisis right now with males in America and I think around the world, but, you know, specifically in America, too, um, with males. Yeah. Uh, a huge problem because we do not embrace vulnerability. So we don't talk about what's bothering us. Right. Right. Because that's a no-no. Well, we don't really talk about any emotion, regardless of if it's bothering yeah. us or it makes us feel good. The either. only emotion that males, in my opinion, are allowed to feel in the mainstream culture, um, and this is getting better, but... It's it's still a huge problem. Um, is anger? Yeah. Like you can be angry. Yeah. Which That's is, really manly to be angry and yell and stomp. Oh, and, super oh, yeah. angry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a, a toddler. Yeah. Um, and really, the, the 
the interesting thing about that is that anger is not a primary emotion. It's a secondary emotion. Right. Usually it masks another emotion, right? Because it's easier yeah. to feel anger, at least for us Americans. Like, it's easy for me to be angry, and then I have to stop and say, why am I angry? It's because I'm embarrassed. I'm hurt. Or, I feel invalidated. Yeah. I'm sad. And I, yeah. I'm hungry, lonely, Mistreated. tired. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's super true. I've noticed it myself. Like every totally. time I'm angry, I'm like, yeah, why am I angry? Totally. Oh, it's because I did something stupid and now I'm embarrassed. Or mm-hmm. maybe someone said something that was rude to me and right. made me feel bad. And so right. now I'm angry. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and, and the real problem with vulnerability, I, I, I'm a huge um, advocate for vulnerability, right? Um, and most of the times when you, I guess when I have a, a new client come in and specifically male, I'll ask them, what do you think of when, when I say the word vulnerability? Right. Oh boy. Do they like back up? Yeah. Like that is uncomfortable. And even just saying, what do you think about vulnerability? Yeah. Like, not man, even like, could, Hey, be vulnerable like a, with me. Yeah. Right. Like if I could put like a, a Garmin watch on them, where yeah. kept the heart rate, the heart like, rate would, would just spike. spike. Like, man, are yeah. you running a marathon? <laughs> or are you uncomfortable? Because it seems like it's either or. Right. I really can't tell the difference. Um, and so really what that means to me and, and what has consistently been the answer would be that, that vulnerability is weakness. And males do not... Want to appear weak. You cannot feel weak. Yeah, right. you cannot appear weak. You always have to be an alpha. Yeah, you got to be an alpha. Yeah. Or like, what are you... I mean, uh, let's look at um, popular culture again. When are people awarded for being... A beta. Never. I don't right. I don't You never know win for second place. No, yeah. no. But when are you awarded for being the alpha? That's the only time you're awarded. Well, right. so it appears, right? right? And that's all we see. With, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and obviously, like, and I'll, I'll go ahead and disclose one of my biases is that I am a firm believer in narrative therapy. And the idea behind narrative therapy is that humans tell stories. Like that's how we make meaning of things. Right. Everything in our lives is, is stories. So uh, narrative therapy, if just if you could take two seconds just to explain, yeah. is that what you just said is narrative therapy? Or yeah, is, it's is stories. There, okay. So we are authors of our own lives. Right. And and so to kind of touch on that and make that smooth segue, like why I think narrative therapy is is my preferred choice, and then why I think narrative therapy explains this issue really well. Right. Is that one of the the most powerful examples and illustrations of authoring in our lives are movies. Right, right, right. And, you know, um, yeah, popular culture, right? And so, like, when when the other people, when, again, goes back to that first topic of, like, social learning, like, we, we did not know 2 plus 2. Right. So we also don't know how to make a um, holistic and, you know, wellness-provoking narrative. Right. We don't just come out of the womb. Knowing how having to make a story. And, right, yeah. that like really honors myself and have right. super great interpersonal effectiveness and right. understand, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I do, it's yeah. not, not the thing. Like, we come out um, thinking that the guy who, who wins the championship and all that stuff is the, the one, and, and he's not weak. So I can't be weak either. Right. Like, I cannot be weak. And then it comes back to like, then you suppress emotions because emotions are then seen as weak. Right. And when and you suppress you emotions, too. you're a volcano ready to explode. Right. And I agree so, with that. Yeah. And, and in my opinion, and this one may be more radical and, um, I do not intend to offend, any, uh, offend anyone, but <clears throat> you see a, a larger amount of, uh, white male crimes right now and male crimes. 
So when we look at mass shootings and things like that, it's male. Right. You, when you look at domestic violence. It's male. It's male. Um, and you think that's because of all these bottled up emotions that just need to come out at some point, And that's how they ultimately express themselves in obviously the most extreme cases. Right. And it's not so necessary. Like it's, it's not necessarily that I'm saying they need to come out. It, they needed to begin coming out at an early age. Um, I do think that like if, if, if there are better interventions now, we can delineate some of the problems. But there needs to be a complete culture change starting with the youth. Right. Because we are socially learned. So, man, is it hard to unlearn something. But it's not super, super hard to learn something with a fresh slate. So I do see more hope um, or I have more hope with um, the youngest population of us. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's one of the major reasons why I felt like I wanted to start a podcast about it is not only because I have experience with Mm -hmm. um, not only emotional trauma, but bottling up my emotions, feeling those shame feelings and guilt and mixing those two up in my head, right? All those things Mm -hmm. that we have been talking about, but because it's a topic I think that needs to be just brought into the light more Yeah, and like, you know, an average guy you see walking on the street. Like, if you looked at me on the street, you'd be like, oh, whatever, that dude's, you know, he's totally fine. He's just mm-hmm. got whatever, you know, mm-hmm. he's got a job, he's got a house, like, he's got all these things, he's got sure. a, his shit put together. When I absolutely do not, you know? <laughs> and I feel like it's, it's fairly normal. Yeah. You know, you see all these people, like coworkers, friends that you admire because it looks like they just got their shit yeah. figured out. And when you start talking to them, it's like, holy... Like you have, you have so many problems just like yeah, me, yeah. And we all do, and yeah. And I think that's the problem, especially with males, is is the shame and the way we were raised is to you know not show vulnerability, not show weakness, because it's demasculating. At least mm-hmm. that's how we were taught. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about is you know we have these alphas that receive awards and we see them and we mm-hmm. want to be like them or we wonder why we're not like them. And then we go show a weakness and realize our own weakness, and it makes it even worse for us because we don't see it in them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so that's, I think, roundabout way of saying I wanted to start the podcast and just spread more awareness. And I'm, I've yeah. noticed, like, ever since I've started thinking about it and talking about it, there's people trying to do that, lots oh, of them. yeah. You know, I see billboards for um, different types of mental health walks, and, yeah. you know, every marathon has a reason, and half of them are for mental health awareness right. nowadays, you know? Right. And uh, it's great to see that, but it's just, I think it's just going to take a, a while for it to yeah. dig its heels in and say, hey, we're not going anywhere. This is something that we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it comes down to that dirty V, right? Vulnerability. Vulnerability. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I, and, and I, I, I do not intend this statement to be rescuing you by any means, but I would say that um, by being vulnerable with your mental health struggles, your experience with that, you actually have a significant um, amount of wellness due to that. You right. Will, you will, like you break the chains. Yeah. Theoretically, right? Or metaphorically. Um, because... You know, there's simple ways of saying that, and there's a million ways of, like, little cheap, you know. Um, what are the cookies from uh, Oriental? Oh, fortune, fortune cookies. cookies. Fortune yeah. Cookie. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a fortune cookie statement, right? There's millions of these. But essentially, like, um, in order to change your story, you have to tell your story. Right, and, right. And so by telling your story, by getting it outside of you, you actually start to externalize it from you. 
Like literally when it well, loses yeah, it's your... Well, yeah, it's not who I am anymore. It's right. just something about me. Yeah, yeah, it's something that's impacted me. Yeah. Instead of I am depressed, I have struggled I have with depression. depression. Like, you know, I'll wake up some mornings and I'll feel like shit. Mm-hmm. And now when I was, a, you know, 10 years ago when I woke up depressed, I was like, oh, I sinned. I did something wrong because like we've talked about before, I was yeah. raised very religious. Yeah. And I'd go to my religious leader and say, hey, I did all... And confess. Right. Pretty much go to confession. Right. And now I look back and realize, like, I was just depressed. Right. You know, I was just all these different things. And it's just interesting. The more I share about it, like, um, I didn't tell people about my molestation until I was 19 years old. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I told my parents when I was young, but that was just kind of a brushed under the rug, never talked about it situation. Right. And And so I still felt shame from it, you know. But... Now I talk about it, and I it doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah, it's, you know? it's outside of you. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's like something that happened, but it doesn't define you. Yeah, I think one of the you, you mentioned that, and not to harp on religion or a specific religion itself, because I, 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 I do. I, there's great people of all demographics, right? Right. Except for maybe like hate groups. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like they, you know, most of them probably yeah. not great people. But um, the Mormon culture itself, and I think even um, we had some experience a couple of years ago with the Catholic Church. Um, and, and it's not just those two religions, but uh, th- these are examples with well, evidence that have any, come out. And not any necessarily religious organization either, just large organizations. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think, again, another, another problem with males is this idea that you need to have extreme confidence. And... Where that gets really unfortunate is that um, I think in religion, the idea is that people who are struggling with mental health or whatever it is, go to them for advice. And these people are not equipped to deal with mental health. They do not understand the research. You're talking they about do like not. the leaders of these yeah. religious organizations. This is my opinion. Right. This is my opinion. Right. But yes, this is, in, in my opinion, I do not believe that um, church leaders are equipped to in be large, yeah, right. to be therapists. Yeah. Like, I don't I think they 100%. have the tools, yeah. right? And so, like, I think the answers that they're comfortable with that, that do not pro- provide evidence based practice is like, oh, well, uh, go pray to God. Go, you, you, yeah, I'm assuming you just need to have a better relationship with God. What, which could, and if you believe in that, that's totally, right. that's not, we're saying could that's work. not a bad thing. We're just saying that's not a blanket answer and that's not going to solve. Yeah necessarily depression yeah mental health is not intended to be advice right like it it cannot like as a therapist i cannot give advice because it's not my job like i'm not a um like a shaman right like and i don't intend to be like my job is to give you um is to one try and understand the the issue from your perspective right like that goes back to that culture i really need to know who you are and start to look through your lens and uh, honestly offer several kinds of solutions and ask your feedback on them and try and poke and prod as to which ones probably seem to be the best. And it's not my choice. So that's what's really problematic about like, this is the problem. It is God. Because like, bro, you don't know this person's life. So like giving them that one blanket statement is super problematic. And, And I think it's highlighted well by your case where this happened to me and I'm, I'm not intending to speak for you. So correct me if I'm wrong. Um, this happened to me and my church leader slash dad may, okay. It may say like, well, you know, talk to God about it. And so do I feel like God is mad at me? 
Right. And man, like if God, like the God, he's supposed to love everyone. Like why did I, what, what is bad about me? Yeah. And at the age of what, 12, 13? Well, yeah, between the ages of 8 and 12, yeah. I don't, like, I don't very have the important. cognitive flexibility yeah. to really be able to challenge. No, you don't. You don't. You're not mentally equipped to be able to challenge an adult and say, "Hey," or challenge God at that point well, either. Yeah, or yeah, any sort yeah. of critical thinking. You just don't have it. No, you don't. You don't have it mentally. Yeah. Well, I agree with obviously everything Chance has said today. I mean, obviously we're not most educated people about religion and lots of these things we're talking about and they're based off mm-hmm. our experiences with them and Chance has had quite a bit of experience here in Utah um, dealing with these counseling and his therapy sessions and it's really cool to get your input Thank you. Um, because I'm not a professional you know I'm a I'm a professional engineer well not quite I still have to take a test right totally. but like I I'm a civil engineer by trade, and I just have experience with trauma. Which I think makes you, know? you a professional in your own trauma, right? Right, yeah, in my like own can... trauma, but not in the mental health world, you know? And that's something that I crave to learn about because I struggle with it. Mm-hmm. I struggle with mental health, I think, as a lot of adult males and even juvenile males mm-hmm. struggle. Yes, absolutely. And so it's super cool to sit here and listen to, you know, your viewpoint on it because you're much more educated in it than I am at this point, which is cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I appreciate the opportunity, and I think you highlighted it well, um, which does not take education. It does not take education to know that we need to bring awareness to this topic. So it, it, right. it, honestly, it's not a therapist who needs to take the torch, so to speak, if right. we're looking like Olympic-wise. Like it is not the therapist that is supposed to be the hoorah. Right. Like it is the everyday male who needs to, to step up Right, um, and, and start I think sharing themselves, right, and, and I, realizing I, that hey, I have these issues, but everybody has issues, yeah. and the best way for me to get over my issues is to share them with people, which it's it's going to help everyone too. Yeah. It doesn't just help you. And I wonder if yeah. this will help you too. Yeah, you know, uh, to the to the outside perspective. Right. Uh, yeah, it's incredible. So I w- I would like to commend that effort because it takes vulnerability, right? right. And that's scary. Well, thanks, but it needs appreciate needs that. to happen. Hey, yeah, uh, anytime. Well, thanks, Chance, again for coming on Of Emotions and Men. It was really fun to interview you. And I'm super excited for him and to see where he goes in his future because he's a, he's a great guy. He's a very smart guy and has a great heart and loves helping people, which is, a, I don't know, I think it's a great trait to have, one of the best traits to have. So thank you again for coming on the show. And maybe, you know, here thanks in the next couple me. of years as you... You come and visit in Utah. Maybe I'll come out to Vermont one day. You bet. And get my life put together a little you more. <laughs> you bet. Uh, we'll interview you again. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, once again, this is of Emotions and Men, and we'll, I guess you'll hear from us soon. See you around. See you around.